Cool. I got my cold brew. I'm ready to go. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Shout out to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, sponsor me. Sponsor yeah. please. Just me. Just me. Just oh, yeah. Yeah, true, actually. <laughs> Roxy Queens. Hello and welcome to the Roxy and Queens podcast. This episode stars drummer extraordinaire and half of US band chapel, Courtney Grimwis. We map at the garage in Islington, London before her show and headed to the tour bus for the interview. She talks about her journey from getting a drum kit, building a YouTube following, to quitting college to pursue her ambition as a musician. Here she is to fully introduce herself. Um, so my name is Courtney. I play drums in this uh, indie pop band called Chapel. Uh, Two Piece, we're based out of Atlanta, Georgia back in the states um yeah it's our third time in the uk and mm-hmm. yeah loving it yeah you're on tour with the fame no like, they are they are the best their music's constantly stuck in my head too that's good yeah that helps yeah the enthusiasm for the band in which you are supporting is grand <laughs> definitely helps <laughs> especially a, yeah it's like four week tour so oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you're going around Europe as well, isn't it? Or is it yeah, tonight is the last night in the UK, and then we uh, drive to Amsterdam tomorrow. Ooh. And then, yeah, we're over there for about a week and a half, two cool. weeks. Yeah, doing some Germany dates, uh, Italy I'm stoked for. It's going to be awesome. I love Europe. Ooh. It's going to be good. So, I thought I would just get straight into things by yeah, asking, when did you discover that drumming was your passion? Hmm. I was about the age of 11 years young. I believe um, my brother was really into music like he um, he had like a bass guitar he had a guitar he had a drum set and you'd always have his friends over and like do these like band practices and stuff and I would always just be like that little creep of a sister and just like kind of like sitting outside his room or like sitting in his room sometime with them and just like watching them and <clears throat> I don't know I would just I was just so in love with just music in general and like noises and like instruments and that type of thing. And, um, but I didn't have any of my own. So like whenever he was gone, I would like sneak in his room and like play drums and stuff and try to like <laughs> just kind of teach myself whatever. Um, and then yeah, I got a kit for Christmas when I was 11 and I sat down and I was terrified. I was like, what the heck is this? Why did I even want this? I was like so scared. And then I just slowly started like picking up beats. And then it was just one of those things that just always stuck. You know, and just yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty cool. So when you yeah, asked for a kit for Christmas, yeah, did you ask what for Christmas or was it a surprise? I <laughs> it's a while ago. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did. I think I like kind of hinted at it. Yeah. I, I don't think I straight up was like, "Mom, get me a drum set for Christmas." But I would like, you know, kind of sneak in, play his, and she kind of just knew. Mm. You know, mothers just know those types of things. So yeah. she was like, "I'm gonna surprise her and get her kit." And they actually took, like, my brother's kit and got, like, all new drum heads. They got a couple new cymbals and new stands and set it up really cute in the basement. And I just went down and I just, like, cried. And I was so, like, it's like, oh, my God. I was, like, shook. You know? <laughs> just so shook. That's so cool because for me, yeah. half the battle was convincing the parents to let me get a drum kit in the house. So I right? guess you'd already won that battle in a way. Yeah. There was already one in the yeah. house. So Yeah. Parents have been extremely, extremely supportive all along. That's and, so like, good. even, you know, when I'm playing until 10 o'clock at night, just as loud as I possibly can they're like you know what she's gonna do what she's gonna do yeah that's fair and it paid off evidently yeah it paid off yeah so do you think that um for you drumming has always been a career goal was that the thing where you were like I know I want to do this I'm built for this absolutely absolutely there's like I don't know all through like teenage years and stuff I was in so many like different local bands 
I would go to shows every single weekend, um, like multiple shows a weekend. And it was just always one of those things like, you know, like I, I did a few other things like photography and like snowboarding, that type of thing. But drums was always that one thing that was like, like, that's it. And like, that was like my only goal. And that was, that was like my only vision for my life kind of, which is kind of bold, you know, at 15 where I'm like, all I want to do is like play in a band and tour the world. And yeah, I guess if you just keep it in your mind and like, I don't know, just keep driving towards that one thing. So you think that streamlined mentality was better than maybe thinking, oh, what else could I do? Like, yeah. Oh, totally. And even like college, you know, my family's big, like college people. Everyone has like their degree and stuff. And I went for a year or two, but even when I first started, I was like, I like, I don't need to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be sitting in a classroom. Like I want to be playing drums. I want to be touring the world. Even if I'm broke, like that's still the one thing I had in my mind and ended up dropping out after two years and to tour and here we are. Was it a case of following your gut instinct then? And totally, totally. I even, I didn't even, my mom doesn't know this. Hope she's not listening, but I didn't even take my final exams (gasps) sophomore year. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go big. And if, it falls on my face and it falls on my face and I'll figure something else out. But I was like, you know what? I'm young. Let's just give it, give it all, you know? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Admirable, I think. Oh, like, well, thanks. lots of people do uni and they feel a pressure to like stay there, even totally. if they're not loving it, especially if they're not sure of what they want to do. So mm-hmm. it's cool that you were like, gut instinct. I've, I've got to do it. Otherwise, yeah. I'll never know. And it does help definitely having the most supportive mother in the entire world. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because she, she even knew it. She was like, you know, you go to school, you do whatever you want to do. I studied, like, marketing and business just to get, like, some sort of general degree or whatever. But no, as soon as I, like, talked to her about it and told her about these opportunities that I was starting to get, she was like, go for it. She was like, you you know, yeah. you're only going to get this chance now. You can always go back to school later. Mm-hmm. So, And were you self-taught drums? or? Yep. Okay, cool. Self-taught, a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, a lot of watching uh, Matt Greiner, Adam Gray, some of my biggest influences back in the day. Um, a lot of metal. Yes. Yeah, a lot of double kick. Um, yeah, just, I started doing, like, YouTube videos, and I feel like that's when things, like, skill-wise started, like, really picking up for me. It's because I would, like, watch other drummers play this song, and then I would, like, kind of see that and then just sit back and try to learn it for myself and then that's just kind of how I built different beats and that type of thing so in a way was it like kind of obviously once you got your head around it initiation by fire because you were like I want to put this on the internet so oh, like, totally I've got to be super good at this yeah and it was it, I just thought it was amazing like the first video I put up um I was probably like 15 I think it was like a day to remember song yes and it was hideous quality like on my little phone um and I didn't think anything of it. And I just put it up just for, like, my friends to see. Like, oh, like, you know, I just found out you can put videos on YouTube and the world can see it. And, um, yeah, I just, like, very slowly just started picking up. And, like, other people saw it and were, like, reaching out. They're like, yo, sick cover. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Like, that's cool. And just, like, hearing the feedback, you know, good or bad, mm-hmm. I think is a really cool thing. An important thing in building and learning craft, you know. Yeah. Being able to, yeah, hear hear different sides yeah because yeah. on youtube things can get savage like oh, but yes. but it's nice that you had it seems like i'm assuming a positive experience overall majority yeah okay yeah cool. it's funny though a lot of comments and because of the podcast we're doing now yeah. um a lot majority of comments were like yo you're so good for a girl holy <sighs> shit i've never seen a woman play drums like this oh. which is like cool but at the end of the day it's like 
why like even put me in a category like that I mean I get it obviously but just because there's like no female drummers yeah very few I'm not gonna say no but yeah 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 definitely a male dominated scene because that's what I was gonna ask you actually because I was like okay I know nowadays there are a few more female drummers about like as well as yourself yeah but were there any like big influences for you like back in the day um not really drumming wise I I always go back to Hayley Williams obviously because she's just queen (laughs) of all queens um but again, you know, she's a front woman, and there was plenty of front women that I knew were in bands and touring and that type of thing, but there was, like, no drummers. Mm. Um, the only one that comes to mind was, like, Jess Bowen when she was drumming for, like, the Somerset. Yeah. Um, that was really cool to see. Um, but, yeah, that's literally, like, probably the only female I knew. Yeah. Other than, like, a couple of YouTubers, but that's pretty much it. Even when I was learning to drum, I'd be like, who can I, who can I look to and be like, yeah, I want to be like them? And then yeah. I was like, okay, so you've got, like, Kitty from Mindless Self-Indulgence and I was like that's literally one person though (laughs) I was like where are all the others at I don't know yeah no it's it's really cool and then I did start to kind of get in uh you know you're like going through YouTube videos and you like get into these you get stuck into these categories whatever and I did come across Katie Cole who drummed for Danger Kids okay and her and I are great friends now which is awesome but she's like one of those other drummers that I found I was like oh like there are a couple other chicks doing this and then I just slowly like started doing my research and clicking liked videos and that type of thing and finding like a little a little crew a little group yeah of us little female drummers that's really we cool. became good friends but yeah there's still not enough damn it I was gonna ask about your other projects that you did prior to chapel oh yeah um what sort of things were you doing then then were you just playing live with local bands um yeah so okay so the first like local band that we were actually doing shows um it was called the active inspire and it was with my best friend rose her and i just like grew up playing music together like 11 to 20 probably just like every single day after school jamming out you know good or not writing songs super fun doing shows every weekend so that was like the first band that we started doing that with and then we built another band um after the active inspire it was called adversary okay and that was that was only like probably a year and a half um just because that was right when everyone was starting college mm. and we were kind of like spreading apart whatever but that was dope <laughs> I, I really did like that band we put out one ep and we were all really into it um so then yeah we did the we kind of broke up because we were all doing the college thing and yeah. then um i got asked to join favorite weapon hans's old band or hans from what was me he was starting a new band needed a drummer and that's when i dropped out of school because they were like yo we got this um, offer for you, you know, where we want to fly you down to Florida, record a full-length album with Tom Denny, who was, like, the starting member of A Day to Remember. So, like, yeah, we're gonna fly you down, produce this record, and then you're gonna go on this big tour in the fall. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. And then that's when I, like, dropped out of school. I was like, yep, it's go time. I can't blame you. <laughs> right? Be like, bye. <laughs> See you. Um, and my mom was all about it. She's like, absolutely, like, go. Yeah. Um, and that that's how I met Carter actually was through Fair Weapon because they were based out in Georgia and then um like this dude I stayed with uh Alex he was a guitarist Fair Weapon he lived like five minutes down the road from Carter so we would like go over to his house sometime like party party whoop whoop um and yeah we just kind of clicked right off the bat and then Fair Weapon did two tours and then we ended up splitting up and then I was bandless for like a year and that's when I did a lot of the YouTube stuff because I was like Yo, like, I got two tours. 
that was like a tease, like I'm ready, like I want to do this, and yeah. I had no band, so I just like busted out some YouTube videos, um, and then Carter saw one I put out, uh, it was the Rihanna Bitch Better Have My Money cover, <laughs> and he, he texted me after not talking for probably eight months, and he was like, yo, sick cover, would you be interested in tracking drums for my new band's EP? And I was like, yeah, dude, absolutely, like send me some demos. He sent me this rough song, Iconic. That was the name, Iconic. And then I was like, dude, yes, absolutely. Like, this is awesome. Like, please let me join your band. Like, kind of joking. And he's like, oh, I thought you were so for a weapon. And I was like, no. Like, it ended. I'm, like, looking for a band. He's like, oh, sick. He flew me down to Georgia, like, the week after. Yes. And we recorded Caught Up. And Jeez. done. And at first it was a four-piece. Um, but the other two dudes were, like, kind of busy doing their own shit in life. And I was like, dude, we should just do the two-piece thing. Yeah. yeah, we just kind of like hinted, talked about it. Now here we are, and so That's it's like it worked. Kind of liberating being a two piece then. Oh, it's awesome! It's awesome! It's so it's so much easier dealing with just one other bandmate than four other guys. You know, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like, I get that. Yeah. Because that's half yeah. the battle, right? Is like oh, commitments for other things, and then mm, no one's around. Getting everybody like, together, and yeah, oh, saves a lot of money too. Only having to buy one flight, yes. and not <laughs> four others. That's a valid point. Yeah. So I really loved the Sunday brunch EP, oh, thank um, you. and I was like, I know you guys have talked about new music. Yeah, is it coming? Do we have Absolutely. a rough date of when it's coming? Uh, we don't have a set date yet. Yeah. Um, the album is done though. The album is done. We hope to have it out this summer, by the summer. Cool. Um, hopefully in like June, we're aiming for, May or June. But we do have a new single coming out called <gasps> Friends. Woo! And that should be out within a couple weeks. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Hopefully, the goal was to have it out by the end of this tour, but we're just trying to um, get like the, the right person to like finish mixing and mastering and that type of thing. Like We just want it to be so perfect, and we're really happy with it, so... Fair yeah, but yeah, that should be very soon. And we're playing tonight, actually. Yes. So you'll hear it. Yeah. Woo. Um, <laughs> so I was gonna ask you more, and I hate to be like specifically like zooming into the guy question, but I oh, feel like it's a big question. Have you found the industry really to be male dominated? A hundred percent. Okay. Ninety-nine percent. <laughs> okay. Um, no, even even crew, like especially crew members on tour. Um, I met these chicks at another show and they're like oh like our dream is to like be a crew member but like you never see any girls doing it I'm like I'm like that's insane like mm. just because I don't know it's like like kind of like intimidating I get that you know just because you're surrounded by all these dudes like every single day yeah um but yeah like crew especially and even like a lot of agents we have um a lot of like big industry people like behind the scenes a lot of those dudes are men and all the dudes on tour are men Luckily, um, Linda from Half-Life, she's on this tour. I was thinking that because I was going to be like, do you think that a lot of festival lineups or a lot of shows you play are a lot of guys? And then I was like, oh no, Linda's. Linda's yeah, here. Linda's <laughs> here. There's one of us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to pick like why that, that's such a thing. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like a lot of it is the intimidation and a lot of times people think like this industry is like kind of like tougher and like. You know, musicians, they got to be, like, these kind of tough guys. Like, they mm. got to be able to handle the touring, like, all that stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, like yeah, I mean, it sucks being, like, dirty sometimes. Like, like souring <laughs> and stuff. But, like, I don't know. I just, I really hope eventually or, like, things, you know, slowly start to change over time. And 
where women just say f- it, f- all these dudes like yeah. I'm gonna do it yeah I think we need it like we really do because it's it blows my mind I'm just like I don't understand why there are not because I'm sure there are other girls that love rock music yeah <laughs> like and I'm just and like but where want are they tour, but like you know they, it's hard for them to get an in yeah you know a lot of times too They're, and I mean to be honest it's hard to be taken seriously a lot of times as a female oh, really? as well even like venue people mm. like they'll kind of like give me like a double like a double look and be like are in a band? I'm like, bitch, just wait till you see me play. Like, uh-uh, do not even. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard sometimes. That's interesting, because I always get, like, really mixed answers to that question, and some people are like, I've not really noticed it. But I guess it depends what part of the industry you're in, like, because a lot of PRs, I've, when I've been in offices, that looks quite balanced, or, like, in the UK anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do have a couple awesome agents over here, like... Um, Claire from BMG, she she's amazing and she like runs, mm. which I think is just so cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. Do you think you've had to develop thicker skin? I guess. Do you think just because you're a woman? You totally, have- totally. And just like I guess people taking you like as like as serious as another guy, and like you just kind of have to go that extra step for a lot of things, just like to kind of um, like reiterate. I don't know, like what you mean or like how serious you are and that type of thing yeah because I guess like you've been super driven just by just by making those connections even in the earlier days when you were like touring with various other projects and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's like paid off now yeah but you've do you feel like you have to fight super hard for your place or do you think it's just kind of you've 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 earned this you're keeping it I think I think it does like sometimes I do definitely have to like I don't know like try a little harder to get my my uh, opinions hurt for a lot of things, mm. you know, mm. when it comes to whatever in the industry or whatever we're doing. Um, I don't know. And like taking criticism as well, I guess. Yeah. It's something you have to like master or Definitely just get, yeah, own it. Get some tougher skin, which, yeah, it comes with the touring though and that type of thing and just dealing with different types of people, which I feel like in a lot of industries is like that, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I guess if you're starting out in any industry, like obviously you'll pretty established now but like you know it's, it's hard yeah. it's hard <laughs> it is hard yeah but yeah I think just building that tough skin and just kind of staying true to what you know mm. you know and just that type of thing helps a lot and you just sometimes just have to roll your eyes <laughs> yeah. some guys who don't listen and just sometimes you gotta be a bitch to to get what you want yeah cause you know that's like something really interesting actually because I've always thought there are some like this is not necessarily in rock music or indie but there are some pop stars for instance and yeah. you think oh what a diva but I'm like actually I think they have to be like that absolutely a voice they don't get you look at so many people especially like like Halsey lately for, exa- for example like you see her like this badass bitch and you're probably like oh she's probably like a huge like I keep saying we're a bitch whatever but like a huge bitch in real life but like Honestly, sometimes, yeah, she probably is, like, because she has to get her point across, and that's the only way people are going to, like, take her seriously, because she's a woman. Yeah. And, but at the same time, it can backlash, because they're like, oh, well, she's, you know, she's a woman, she's just being emotional. Like, no, f*** that. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. And if that's the only way people are going to listen to you and make a change, then you gotta be a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of what I think, because when things are going badly, for instance, if you're sound checking and all the sound's going wrong, and you're just like... No, I'm putting my foot down. I'm not yeah. letting you like walk all over me this time. Because like, if a, if a dude were to do it, they'd be like, okay, yeah, like what, like let's fix it. Like I'm gonna yeah. listen to you, but you know, yeah, yeah. other way around, it's like, eh, 
Get over it. She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I'm being very feisty right now, but no, like I've not had I've not had somebody in an interview yet join me in the feistiness because I'm like <laughs> I've seen it happen and I'm just like anyway. Um, okay, so actually, weird question, spinning it around. Do you think being a female drummer has benefited you? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Which, yeah, it spins it around a little bit, but um, no, I think I think being a female definitely kind of just that like sets me apart but it's I'm kind of automatically placed in a different category and especially when there isn't that many female drummers it's like you know literally every single night when we go out to merch and meet people they're like yo like I've never seen like a female drummer play before like that was sick and I think even just that like kind of like the whole like wow like shock factor thing like does kind of help in in some ways um and also, it just kind of, I don't know, kind of gets me going, kind of, like, fires me up knowing that, like, I don't know, sometimes I can, like, play better than, like, some of the dudes, and I don't know, it's just it's just a cool thing. Um, yeah. And you're yeah. hopefully inspiring other people to yeah, get behind the kit. Yeah, totally, totally. There was, this, there was this little girl at the barrier at the show last night. She was probably, like, 12. Yeah. And her and I just kept making eye contact the whole time, and at the end of the show she came up to merch and she was like no like I've been wanting to play drums and like I couldn't take my eyes off you I was like no girl like I gave her the biggest hug I was like do it like I don't know set your other shit aside don't let people tell you no and just like just play just play and just get in people's face and just like do what you want to do mm-hmm. yeah that was awesome that is so cool yeah. that would be a very fulfilling thing I think oh, yeah she almost made me cry oh <laughs> So, do you, like, I guess we better end this now kind of thing, because I'm like, you're due to soundtrack very soon. Are there any, like, big points that come to you in your head if somebody was like, I want to play drums, do you have any tips on to what the best way to pursue it would be? Like, general advice, or um, like, approaching other musicians to play with, or... Yeah, honestly, a big thing, and especially in today's world, is social media. Totally. And, and branding, and just, like I said, like, getting in people's face. Like, even if Okay, so, like, starting out, starting out, even if you don't have, like, a drum set, just get a pair of sticks and just, like, start playing. Just start hitting shit, you know? Even if you're annoying, just go around the neighborhood and just bang at shit and just get those hands going. Just start getting that mental, you know, that mental capacity, like, open, at least. And then, I don't know, just keep playing. Um, Definitely, like, the YouTube thing helps. And I know everyone doesn't have, like, access to that or, like, cameras, whatever, like... You don't even need high quality stuff these days. Like just put it out. And if you're if you're playing your best and you're like giving your all and like you know, really giving your energy and people can notice that, I think that's something really special. And I don't know. Just yeah, that type of thing and making connections and just being a nice human. Yes. Yeah. And just yeah. Even though we were like, be a badass bitch, we're also <laughs> badass, like, but be nice at the same be, time. <laughs> yes, be nice until you have to not be nice, you know, that type of thing. For that sure. probably sounds weird to say, but <laughs> y'all get what I mean. <laughs> I think it's probably a good life approach, to be honest, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, be nice until until in, you don't have until to Until you have to. Not, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah. No, thank you so much. I'm, that was awesome. I'm glad to be able to talk about that stuff. There you go, the lovely Courtney Grimwiss. You can check out Chapel's music on all streaming platforms. And by the sounds of things, we'll be hearing some new music really, really soon. 
If you need some inspiration, I recommend you catch me on tour while you can. Courtney really brings the energy. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you're feeling inspired and subscribe to make sure that you don't miss any future episodes of the Roxy and Queens podcast. Catch you later.